0: Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Amen. Turn with us this morning to the book of Luke. Luke, the 12th chapter, is where our text will come from today. Appreciate the good spirit of God. It's been good to be in his house already. Appreciate the testimonies. Uh, Those that are willing just to praise him, I thank God for that. Sure good to be a child of the king this morning. Amen. Uh, You'll have to remember when you was wretched for it to mean the most. But if you can uh, properly identify yourself as one of the hopeless and helpless, uh, brother, getting saved is the best thing that ever happened. I'm grateful to God that I'm here today, appreciate the privilege of God. I'm happy in my soul, Uh, I'm, I'm burdened in my heart, but grateful to God for the privilege to be in His presence and among His people. Um. Uh, I want to say this. I appreciate the Lord. I want to say that out loud. I appreciate the Lord uh, knowing what we need. Um, I came this morning with a, a different heart. At least I was had my mind on something that I thought He wanted me to do. and uh, He's kind of changed that up and I'm so glad. <laughs> uh, I've not had a chance to prepare for it like I normally would, but I love it when God changes things. You know, when God changes stuff, you know, that that just proved to me I don't know what I'm doing. And I am tickled to death. i trust you'll obey God this morning. Luke chapter number 22, I mean chapter number 12, verse number 22. And he said unto his disciples, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What ye shall eat, neither for the body what ye shall put on. Life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn. And God feedeth them, and much more are ye better than the fowls. And which of you, with taking thought, can add to his stature one cubit? If ye then be not able to do that which thing is the least, why take you thought for the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spin not, and yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. One of these. <laughs> if then God so clothe the grass which is today in the field, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you? Oh, you have little faith. Seek not ye what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither be ye doubtful of doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after. Your Father knoweth that ye have need of these things, but rather seek ye the kingdom of God. All these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock. (laughs) I love that. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure To give you the kingdom. I'm going to read one more verse. Same chapter. Verse number 6 and 7. Same chapter. Verse number 6 and 7. Are not five sparrows sold for two farthings? And not one of them is forgotten before God. But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. Father, thank you for the truth that is truth of its own. We don't make it truth. It's truth that stands alone. I praise you, God, for your word. and I pray that you would plant it in our hearts as only you can. May it change us. May we hear it clearly, your voice distinctly to our soul, speaking this great and wondrous truth. What a mystery. We praise you for it, and we pray your unction to it as we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Ye are of more value than many sparrows. I'm going to read a couple of more. How much more are ye better than the fowls? How much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? Uh, I want to share a thought with us this morning concerning how much more valuable you are to God than the things of this world. When we think about all that God has created, it's wondrous, and uh, it is a blessing to me. I don't know if you see it that way, but uh, I, I was telling somebody yesterday, we were uh, all together and fellowshipping as we were working, and uh, you know, somebody had said, I think it was Brother Steve Friday night in his message, he had said that you know, there's some folks out there trying to say the world's flat again. And I said, you know, they just ain't never been to East Tennessee. There ain't nothing flat around here. Amen. And I thought to myself, God's created a wondrous place. What beauty is all around us. Now, you may drive past it every day and never pay attention to the handiwork. That's what the Bible says. It's the handiwork of God. It's just that stuff he does on the side. As right? the stuff he can do just by voice or word. And he speaks such wondrous things into existence and he doesn't have to labor over it or toil. Yet God has created for us such a wondrous creation that I'd like to suggest to you today, don't go by it without appreciating. But I'll also warn you to don't give worship to it. Because the creation is not to be worshipped, but the creator is. When we see those good things and our heart is overwhelmed, when our, when our minds just in awe look at some things, right, you've been there before, you look at something, you just takes your breath away. Would you consider that that was him? <laughs> that was all God, you see. It, it ain't the creation that deserves the praise. It's not the thing that was created that is to be worshipped all, oh, but much more the one that is created. it, And we ought to give credit where credit is due. And I believe God's worthy of all of our praise. He'd give us, he'd give us a, a beautiful place to live. Right. Now, I might not say that if I was stuck right in the middle of New York City or something like that. I just don't think those is attractive. But I find that where we live here in uh, East Tennessee and these old mountains and hills, that it's a beautiful place. The Lord Jesus, I believe, was trying to share with them an important truth. I want to share with with you this morning that simple truth um, (laughs) of all the things (laughs) that he created. There's some beautiful things out there. Uh, there, There's things that I don't want to go on, but there's things that I've had the privilege to see in my short lifetime that uh, you just can't describe them. You'd had to have been there. You'd had to have seen them. I've even tried to take pictures, and it couldn't tell the story. Me and Bill Suttles was hunting last winter and uh, the sun rose right as we were standing. There was a heavy frost on the ground and we just standing there and the dogs was running a rabbit and, and we just staying out of the way and, and the sun rose just at the right time and we were standing near right in the middle of a briar thicket and every leaf and every stem of the briars was covered with frost and when the sun hit that frost, there was a light show that took place. I know you're looking at me saying, I don't, I don't get it. I told Bill, I said, look at that. And of course, he, he's one step from a fit anyhow. He turned around, he looked at it, he said, glory to God. He said, get a picture of that, get a picture. And I pulled my phone out and I started taking pictures and we stood there in amazement as the sun. It didn't last but three minutes because as the sun changed angles, It disappeared. But at that very moment in time, it was like you're staring at the most lights on a Christmas tree. You could see they was all colors and they were twinkling and they were just doing the most amazing thing. I felt about that big in the presence of it. It passed and about 10 minutes later, he said, let me see them pictures. And I showed it to him. He said, well, that ain't what we saw He created some magnificent things. Listen to me. This is important. I'm not just talking. This is important. He's created some magnificent things. I've stood in awe and seen the wonder of God. And if you'll pay attention, you'll see it too. It's every day. I try to look at the sun. By the way, don't try to look at the sun. (laughs) Glory to God, what a thing. Ain't that something? Amen. Ain't that something? Yeah. It ain't none of them more important than you. What a wonder. <laughs> what a wo- my soul is full right now, I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. The very creation of God in which he put himself and showed his greatness. And he comes right back and says, but you're the most precious of it all. Can you fathom what he's trying to say about you? Well, you say it cannot be such that one man is more important to God than all of creation, the sun and the moon and the stars and the earth and the glory of all that he's done. And yet what God is saying is that the soul of one man is more important than all of that. The last that he would create on day number six would to be breathe into what he had formed out of the dust of the earth. Yes, he made man too. He made man according to the Bible in his own image. He made man by taking the dust of the earth and from it he created a man. And then the Bible said that he did something to man that he had done to nothing else in creation. He breathed in him. He breathed in him. (laughs) Oh, the wonder of what man is, you see. What wondrous truth there is in a human being. It's unlike animal kind. It's unlike bird kind. It's unlike fish kind. It's unlike the celestial kind. It's the human kind. And God's breath is in every human. What a wonder! That God would make man more important than his creation. Did you know that he's going to destroy his creation, earth? I thought of that as the brother Steve was preaching the other night. There's a day coming, the Bible said that what you see out here will melt with the very fervent heat. Amen, it is going to dissolve and it is going to pass away. It's going to be gone Amen. And yet what the Bible said is he done something for you because he don't want you to ever cease to exist. He done something for you. He didn't do for a bird. He didn't do for a rabbit. He didn't do for a bear. He didn't do for a mountain. He didn't do for a tree. The Lamb of God did something for you that he ain't done for nothing else. Glory to God. He loves humankind. He loves you today. The glory of God is all around us. It's overwhelming, astounding. The preciousness of it all ought to capture and captivate our thoughts and, and cause us to look to the God of the heavens that has done such wondrous things. But let me be clear He's going to destroy all that. But there was one thing He created, He aimed not to die he aimed to make it eternal he breathed in it his own breath and it became a living soul and then from the rib of Adam he made a woman and from those two people sprung the creation called humankind Of this earth they didn't evolve from a monkey brother they're the God breathed created existence of humankind that he chose to save when nothing else will be Jesus was trying to give them a very simple doctrine, as he said, "No, they were worried. They was under a great deal of persecution. They was under Roman rule throughout all the earth, and there was persecution, hardship and oppression. There wasn't one family that wasn't, there wasn't one family that wasn't affected by the domination of such cruel leadership and the slavery that they had endured and all of those awful things. they no doubt had trouble sleeping at night. They had trouble trying to understand what was going on and what was going to happen. And yet what we find is the Lord told them, he said, don't worry about that. He said, you're worried about the things you're going to wear You're worried about the things you're going to eat. You're worried about where you're going to live. He said, take no thought of that. I don't know about you, but that's a little hard for me to grab hold of that one. Because I'll tell you right now, if I was homeless and didn't have something to eat, didn't have something to wear, and didn't have a place to go to, I'd be a little concerned, wouldn't you? And yet the Lamb of God said, don't worry about that. He said, oh, let me ask you to do this. Consider the birds. Consider the ravens, he said. He said, Why they don't reap nor sow. Amen. He said, they ain't out there telling a the guy. Anybody ever seen a bird trying to make a row for a corn? Huh? Anybody ever seen a bird with his nose to the ground trying to dig a furrow and then hunt a seed to plant it and then come through and cover it up and then wait on it to till- No they don't look for that. They Sleep at night, and don't even give a thought they ain't got nothing in the fridge. They ain't even got a cupboard to put one in. He said I'd like for you to consider that. I'd like for you to consider it too. I'd like for you to think about this for just a minute. How many times in your life you've seemed like you was at the bottom of the barrel, only to reach in and find more in there. That's the kind of God I serve. I'm talking about where you let her say, where'd that come from? <laughs> Did you put that in there? Well, the Bible said that they were so upset one time. Jesus said, feed them, they're hungry. They said, well, Lord, if we had 200 penny worth of bread, we couldn't feed them. Not this crowd. They said, send them away. He said, no, you feed them. Boy, he likes challenging us, do he? he? said, you feed them. They said, well, the only thing we found is this little boy, and he's got Some bread and a few fish, that's all he's got. But what's that among so many? Jesus said, That'd be enough, sit him down. And bring what he's got to me. And the Bible said that Jesus, he bowed, he blessed, and he broke the bread, and he distributed the fishes. The Bible said the multitudes of 5,000, not including the women and children, every one of them got their bellies absolutely full, and they gathered 12 baskets full of the leftovers. I want you to know he's asking you a question today. Do you believe that he thinks you're special? let me say what he's done for you that he didn't do for the bird, right? Now, now Jesus was using the here and now and that's mostly what gets people that really engaged is they can, you can imagine being without sustenance, you can imagine not being able to afford clothing, you can imagine being homeless and without shelter and Jesus uses what we can grasp and he said you take thought for all these things all the while your father knows you have need of them And, oh, he said, my little flock, oh, listen to me. He said, your father's going to give you more than that. (laughs) He said, your father knows what you have need of. He said, by the way, everybody else has need of it too. It ain't just you. And it ain't just the Christian, amen, that worries about things. It's everybody. Humankind is just alike. we worried about what we're going to eat, what we're going to wear, and where we're going to live. Ain't nobody exempt from that. It's within our nature to worry about those things. But here's what the Lord was saying. He was saying, hey, I'm trying to tell you, you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> hey, man, I ain't never missed a, a meal. I, I ain't never lacked for clothing. And I'm not too proud about about the clothing part. Somebody asked me a while back, said, uh, hey, this fella died and he's got a few suits. You want them? I said, yeah. That didn't bother me. I'm wearing one of them. <laughs> I had to get it fitted, but it was, I'm God, take it, amen. I'd rather have something God give. One man, one man said like this, woman come to him during revival, said, preacher, God told me my husband dead. God told me to give you suits. He said, all right, that's wonderful. And she said, well, don't you want to try them on? He said, no, ma'am. God sent them, they fit. <laughs> How much more special you reckon you are than the things of this world? I believe what God's trying to get you to understand is that creation, yes, and its awesome glory and its wonder handiwork of God Himself. Amen. It's to be worshiped, the creator's to be worshiped for it. But when it comes right down to it, He created you greater than all creation. The greatest of all was the human. It's the human. See, He put something inside you and me, he didn't put in the animals. Amen. Uh, now, I know I differ from some folks out there in the world today. A lot of people believe that humankind and animal kind are the same, right? Everything goes to heaven. They had a, they had a movie. It stunned me when I saw the title of it. It said, All Dogs Go to Heaven. I thought, there you go. There you go. Dogs are different than mankind. Cats are different than mankind. Beavers are different than mankind. Rodents are different than mankind. They animals, they ain't people. God didn't save animals, He saved people. You know why? Because in the animal, it don't have a living soul. Amen, the very essence of God that is to live forever is not within animal kind, it's within humankind. It's not in the fish, it's not in the trees, it's not in the beast. Those things live, yes, but they don't have an eternal soul. Amen. He's created them different. The only thing that he put part of himself Right? The only thing that he, he put part of his own anatomy, he said, we're going to make them like us. The only thing that he said is going to resemble me will be the humankind. And that resemblance is in its ability to live forever. Not in this earthly state, but in something that is internal, something that is heavenly. You say, preacher, what are you getting at? I'm just trying to tell you, you're more important than a bird I'm just trying to get you to understand that God did something for you he didn't do for the bird. Let me be clear, the bird ain't got no savior. The bird don't have a savior. The bird didn't have the the providential and and eternal care and, and preparation that you and I have. The Bible said that God sent his son into the world that the world through him might be saved. Did you know that Jesus Christ came For the sinner, he didn't come for an animal. He came for a human being. He came for that kind that was made after his image that he wants to save eternally and take to a better place and not sin to another place. God has made a way for the sinner to go free. And you, by the way, are the only ones he did that for. That makes me different than an animal. Makes me different than a bird. Makes me different than a fish. We're not in the same category. You say, well, preacher, what you're saying is is that God actually values one part of his creation over the other. Correct. That is absolutely correct. Now, does that mean that God doesn't love all his creation? No. By the way, he said, I feed every little feathered thing out there. Would that suggest to you he cares? I believe he does. I believe he cares. I believe he cares because he provides for them. He said, they don't sow, they don't reap, they ain't got barns, they don't have storehouses, they don't have any way to make sure they have what they need. He said, and yet I feed all of them. I had a man trying to calculate how great a storehouse it would take. I heard this, it fascinated me. I wish I could remember exactly the quantities, but he, he was sharing that, that they had done statistically or mathematically, they'd figured out how much a bird eats one day. Then they'd calculated the number of birds on the earth. You getting where I'm going? Mountains of seeds every single day. You never even thought about it, but God actually do it every single day. He did that for them. They wake up every morning and they find sustenance. They find exactly what they need. The shelter they have, they're, they're able to make it in the, in the trees and in the, in the holes and all of those different things. All of those things God does for them. Now, do you think that God has concern for his creation? I believe he does. I believe we ought to be good stewards of it. I believe we ought to be careful with what God has given us. Amen. Not to abuse it. Amen. Not to correctly treat it. But amen. We ought to be good stewards of what he's given us. But may I say to you today, I ain't a bird. God did something for me he didn't do for the bird. No, he used the bird as the example. By the way, he said, oh, how about considering the flower then? How about considering the lily of the field Thing grows up, nobody nobody even had to plant it. Thing grows up, there it is. And all oh, the beauty of it, the beauty of it, to engage in the beauty and to see some of the wonders and the flowers and the plants as you look at them and intently began to see the design and the handiwork. I had one preacher, I heard him preach one time, just study the back of a turtle. You ever look at the back of a box turtle? If you ain't, you have went going too fast, right? You remember that saying, slow down, smell the roses? I'm, I'm asking you to stop and look at a box turtle. Pick him up. He won't bite you. You better not say that. Just, just pick him up right. Look at the back. You know not one of them designs on his back are the same, or the same as his, as his cousins. All different. It's just like somebody took a little paintbrush, a little big paintbrush with multicolors on the back of a turtle. Did a little art for us. And you know he's different than the rest of them? That means he's unique. What we found about humankind is that there's not one of us with the exact same DNA. What we've learned in the last century <clears throat> is that we're all different. Like snowflakes, we kind of look the same, and yet when you really examine us, we're different. What we've found is there is unique DNA. There's only one Lenny Mason in the world, and everybody says, Amen. There's only one Lenny Mason around. But I'm telling you right now, he was create. listen to me, he was created in the image of God, and he is not a duplicate. He is an original. glory to God he's an original you see there ain't nobody can be me I'm the only me there is I'm the only one that he created just like this with this DNA I am unique in the eyes of the almighty when he comes in glory and he calls our name whatever my name really is I'll know it because he created me uniquely and wondrously in his image. Do you know we're the, only, we're the only kind that he said he made in his image? The psalmist would say, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. In my mother's womb, he did, he did know me. What a wonder. I'm trying to share with you today that you're more important than a bird. You're more important than a flower. As a matter of fact, he said, the very numbers on your head are numberable. Right? And as you and I keep losing some, it gets easier to number them. But you still can't number them. As a matter of fact, you don't even care. You don't even care how many hairs you got. Well, some of us care a little. You don't even care what the number of them is. He does. How much more are you than a sparrow. I'm going to suggest to you today way more. Way more. You say, how do you know for sure? Because I want you to to entertain in your mind the actual cost. If there could be a cost given to the Lamb of God leaving glory and being born of a virgin in this flesh, God became man and Jesus Christ did so so that he might go to a cruel cross one day and be nailed on that cross and die for the birds. No. Died for the fish. No. He died for the poor rabbit. No. How much more are you than a bird? I'll tell you how much more. If we could put a price tag on Calvary's tree... And the blood that was shed that day, Paul, hear me now. This is where it comes to... (laughs) How much more important to God am I than all of his creation? Only the blood of Calvary can really suggest the great difference between me and it. He died. He didn't create a... When he told them in John 14, he said, I go, away, I go away to prepare you a place for you, that where I am there you may be also. Was he talking about all of his creation, all the animals, the fish, the birds? Or was he talking specifically to you? He was talking to you. Everything else is going to die. It's going to melt with fervent heat. Now, I'm not suggesting to you that God's creation ain't important. It is. And he did a wonderful job at it. I'm going I'm to give him credit this morning. It is awesome. We've messed up a bunch of it. But what he made was good. Very good. It was good. And we ought to be good stewards of it as best we can. But when it comes right down to it, there was only one group that he died for. And that was you. Now, you say, well, that's great. That Finally, you preach a good, feel-good message. Well, I'm fixing it. It's not going to feel good no more. Because I'm going to tell you that some of you give no regard to all that he has done for you. He did all that and he did it for you. He didn't do it for the bird. Didn't do it for the... Does he care for them? Yes, he does. He provides for them every day. Don't tell me he don't care for his creation. He does. But he only saves you and you don't care. Here's the uncomfortable part of the message. You had a feeling it was coming. He died for you. You are so much more important according to God than all of his creation and everything he did at Calvary and raising him from the dead and offering to the wretched his everlasting and eternal life. He did that because you are humankind. Say, preacher, what's that mean to me? It means you must be born again. That what Jesus Christ did for you, he will not overlook when you stand before him in judgment. You reject Christ, you rejected the greatest price that was ever paid for the only kind that he created, and that was humankind, and you reject that, friend let me be clear, you're going to hell About them birds, about them. What was it? What well, about them dogs? If they didn't go to heaven, does that mean they go to hell? Nope, they don't go to hell either. Both of those places were not created for their kind. Read the Bible; they weren't. Heaven and hell were not created for their kind. No, heaven and hell contains human kind angel kind, different kinds, but not animal kind, not fish kind, not bird kind, not tree kind. Those are all living organisms, but they're not the kind he saves eternally. The point of the message, friend, is that you're special. Above all of the things that God created, he created you with a different purpose. He created you and I with the ability to see the everlasting. To experience it, you see. What the Apostle Paul would say was said, I'm confident in this, to be absent in this body is to be present with the Lord. He did that for you. He did that for you because in Adam he breathed a living soul. He made Adam after his own image. He made Adam of a different kind. And I want you to know that he loves you more than he does the bird. That's what he sent Jesus for. He loves you more than he he does the fish. Everything else he made, he loves you more than that because he made for you and I a Savior. And for you to reject that Savior and to turn him away means eternal separation from the God who made even you. It means eternal separation and damnation in that awful place that was created not for you, but for the devil and his angels. But you'll go there if you reject him. Come and get a song. Unfortunately, there's, there's religions in this world that believe in this concept it's called reincarnation. What they believe is, is that there is a spirit within man, but when you die, that spirit goes to a different body. And that you could come back as a turtle or a cow or something like that. Now, that's not biblical. There's nothing in the Bible about that. That, that doesn't happen according to jesus christ himself when you die the one that was lost lifted up his eyes immediately being in torment he was in hell he wasn't a cow he wasn't a fish he wasn't back on earth doing something else as something else he was lost as humankind in hell and old lazarus when he opened his eyes he was in abraham's bosom he was in heaven If you think today that you were created the same as the rest of this world, I'll tell you what you do. You devalue the price that was paid on Calvary's tree. You take for naught the blood of Jesus Christ that was saved or that saves sinners from themselves. Oh, what joy in knowing that I'm special to God. But what a responsibility. Know that. You know that. And if you reject Him today, you've decided where you want to spend eternity as His kind. Would you stand with us? If you need the Lord today, God knows your heart.